Hey, you know all those things you think you know about YouTubers? Well, you might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Me and Cases are here to debunk some myths and tell you what being a full-time YouTuber is actually all about. It's going to be so exciting. Yes. What are we talking about this week, Cases? Today, we're talking about the misconceptions of being a YouTuber. I don't know Ooh, if yes. you've heard, but being a YouTuber is maybe a little different than what everybody thinks it is, unless they've been a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. So... Which, that's what a misconception is. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I talk for a living. (laughs) Dictionary corner with Casey. Yes. Hello, I know things. (laughs) But no, when it it comes to being a YouTuber, it's funny because even though it's a lot more popular than, you know, it's ever been to be a YouTuber, it's still kind of a weird job. Uh, Most people don't really understand it. And, you know, I don't know how your relatives are, but uh, nobody understands what I actually do for a job in my family. (laughs) It's like something, something, I don't know. He 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 messes around with his videos and friends on the internet. Yeah. It's always funny when you're speaking to someone because you speak to some people that know YouTube and know people make money on YouTube. And then you speak to like elderly relatives mm-hmm. and they're just like make money on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, I'm just going to leave it at that description. That's exactly what I do. Yep. I earn a living on the internet and you need to know nothing else. Yes. That's fine. He does something <laughs> with the television. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm a television repairman. <laughs> I am the face of the DV. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's a really funny thing. Like, it's it's such a cool job to have. But it is different, I think, than most people imagine. And the aspect of running a YouTube channel, you kind of run it like a business, is different. But also, we're different. I think people have a lot of misconception about us as people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes about, I don't know, our abilities or our skills or what we can actually do. And it's probably not exactly what you imagine it to be. Sure. Yeah. So we've got some misconceptions. We're going to throw them out and we're going to have a quick chat about them. And I mean, we haven't pre-discussed these, so we might even disagree. Oh, don't maybe, maybe so. Never know. Maybe. I mean, it'd be a first. Generally, we agree on these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So uh, I'll kind of start us off then. I think that it's sometimes looked at, uh, being being a YouTuber is sometimes looked at as not like a real job. I've often had the conversation of, yeah, uh, so I do YouTube and they go, okay, but like, what do you do for money? (laughs) Like, what do you, what's your, what's your day job though do you you know yeah. and why do you think that is i don't know actually because you kind of think it was common practice enough now that people would recognize it as a legitimate thing but i guess as far as careers go i mean how long how long have people been making careers out of youtube now 10 years maybe i mean it's been around for almost 20 years i would say youtube yeah, so you you'd kind of think it would be you know it's been going on long enough that people would recognize it but i but i guess it is still a relatively young kind of career yeah i think also people have the misconception as soon as you say YouTube, people presume that you're sat on a couch for like eight hours just playing video games. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people think like, oh, what'd you play? Are you just the best at FIFA? No. Uh, just I don't, I just don't Minecraft 24-7. All I do is talk <laughs> about Minecraft. <laughs> well, it's funny because like talking to my kid. Okay, so I went to a career day for my kid's school. My, my kid's in uh, second grade and fourth grade. I went to both their classes for a career day. And I was the star of the show. You know why? Because I was a YouTuber. And in these Mm -hmm. kids' mind, what it is, is it's Mr. Beast, literally Mr. Beast and his friends, right? And so it's like, I did this crazy challenge in Minecraft and I gave somebody $10,000 who I didn't know. Like, that's what they assume... It is. <laughs> and so I had to explain to them like what they do. And like when they actually heard what I what I really do, they're just like, well, that doesn't sound that great. <laughs> they're 
They're like not impressed. Yeah, yeah you're just sitting there going, and here's a color space transform. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? They're like, no. But you don't give anybody money. And I was like, I give the government <laughs> money for taxes. <laughs> <laughs> But that's not exciting. No one wants to see this. No. Uh. But yeah, like, but it's, I think it was rated. I don't know where I read this. I should probably find sources. But most, that's what most kids want to be these days. Mm. If you ask them what they want to do as a career, they're all like, YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I think it is just because the YouTube channels they watch are You Miss the Beast or it's the gaming stuff or it's, I don't know, if they're into fashion, they're watching the fashion people and they're like, I got sent all these free clothes. And it's a very glossy thing that's broadcast out. So especially young kids, they're like, this seems like the easiest thing in the world. I make videos and I get free stuff and I make loads of money and I'm rich and yay. Yeah, because i mean it's the same as the the social media influencer thing is like you see the highlights you see uh yeah. somebody is like it just looks like they're just having fun all the time and um and they make all this money and it's crazy that's just not how it is for most youtubers you know for most people no. who do youtube um but it's 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 interesting because there's kind of the other side of this i don't know maybe there's three it's like people don't understand that it's a real job or that you could possibly make money doing it and then there's the kids that think it's just the most glorious thing ever but then there's all also the people that like i don't know have you seen have you seen like the youtubers that are just like this is the hardest job yes <laughs> it's, it's always the the response or when someone's saying youtube's the easiest job in the world there's always people on twitter that are like no it's the hardest job because you've got to edit and film mm-hmm. and social media and manage and all this stuff i understand their argument they're like it's difficult but my response to that is there's no pressure there's no ramifications if you get something wrong on youtube which is my mind makes it not a hard job because if you get it a bit wrong nothing happens mm-hmm. and that's kind of the best thing you can put something out there and go it, it, that didn't work never mind whereas you know like a doctor can't be like i'm gonna try this today see yeah. what happens i'm gonna see about just doing heart surgery a little different today yeah <laughs> just see how she rides <laughs> like i'm gonna swap my hands over and see if it works yeah. so it's like no no you like there's big consequences to this yeah whereas like youtube you do have to learn a lot you have to know about lots of strange things which you never thought you needed to know mm-hmm. like if a builder does a bad job it doesn't get paid mm-hmm. and someone's life is ruined we just don't have the don't get paid bit so we're the same as everyone else that's self-employed but we don't really have any danger if we get it wrong we just go oh well we'll try something else yeah exactly i think i think it's more of a it's more of a mental health kind of thing it, it's more of a mm-hmm. the a lot of the things when it comes to content creation they aren't real like consequences they're they're all kind of in your head and that's not to minimize mm-hmm. that because that's a big deal that's I mean, that's your reality, right? Like your outlook on the world is your reality effectively. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that it's a small deal, but it's also like, okay, most of what I deal with as far as things that are hard, as far as being a YouTuber is what do I put out next? Is somebody going to like this? Is this good enough? Am I working hard enough? Am I spending my time wisely? Why didn't I get this thing done? Why can't I meet this deadline? Like it's that kind of stuff, you know? Yes. And then there's like taxes and junk and and that kind of thing but that comes with any job (laughs) yes yeah it does but it's i think it's the business side as well that people don't appreciate like i think people think that we literally just make videos and that is obviously a big part and it's the planning of the videos and coming up with the topics as you say but that's probably i don't know 50 percent of the job maybe Mm -hmm. and the rest is 
it's figuring out like sponsors or how to, to earn some additional money and that sort of thing. Because I mean, I've always been quite open with my AdSense. My AdSense doesn't cover a huge amount. Like yeah, it's <laughs> it wouldn't really cover minimal. my mortgage. I couldn't live on my AdSense. Mm-hmm. I could not do this full time with just that. So you have to look at other ways to to make money. And what you're doing is you're going up, I do this job, I'm, I have a YouTube channel, which gives me an audience. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go, right, how else can we make a business from that? And like you say, you do courses and that's makes super sense because you you've got a great team behind you and you can make these awesome courses and that's something that people want to buy and it makes so much sense and i i sell little magic animate things because it's like people want to buy this thing and it's cool and you have to do that and that's 50 percent of the job or even more it's it's trying to figure out how to fill in the gap because the adsense it won't go over everything yeah exactly and i think that's that's like a, a major misconception is that if you're a youtuber all you do is make videos all day and it's like mm-hmm. yes that is a big part of it but you know there's all the other stuff you know it's like when you're when you're a youtuber you're you're running your own business essentially if you're doing it full-time right if you're just doing it for fun like that's cool but if you're really trying to like this is my main thing it's a whole business it's marketing and it's strategy and it's you know social media stuff and content planning and budgeting and like web design it's like all of that stuff is wrapped in there that either you or somebody you hire or somebody you're partnering with has to do some of that stuff if you want it to work it's yeah. it's really hard to make it work and actually be sustainable if you don't cover those bases. <laughs> if you're just yes. making videos and just have AdSense, you have to have a huge audience in yeah. order to make that work. And then if the AdSense or if your views start to drop off, that's that's all you've got. Yeah. And then you you know you're at the whim of the algorithm. And if your views drop off, your money drops off, and there's no secondary income to try and manage that. And so that's I relied on AdSense and, and sponsors for a while, but now I'm obviously trying to build up other ways of doing things mm-hmm. but i mean just to, to go one of the benefits of of that is you can this is going to sound i'm trying to word this without sounding too arrogant you can't you can kind of pick how much you want to earn mm-hmm. in a weird way obviously you can't just be like i want to earn a million pounds but you can if a sponsor comes up with you have the choice to say yes i want to do this or no i don't and you go do i need to earn that money by doing a sponsorship yes i don't and you can really weigh things out and choose how you want to go forward which is a really nice thing to be able to do yeah that's a, a mindset we try and keep with my team is like we try not to feel like we have to do anything right like mm-hmm. especially when it comes to sponsors and stuff i like i don't take on many sponsors on my channel just because um, even though it is sometimes true that we do need the money, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that is true. We're choosing to believe that we don't need sponsors. We don't need that money, even if sometimes we do, right? <laughs> I'm not saying we never do. But if you come at it from that kind of mindset of, I don't need this deal, then you're free to pick and, and choose the deals that are actually going to be helpful for your audience and helpful for you and that makes sense, right? Yes, totally. Like, there are a lot of people that come to my channel and I assume your channel too, that are like, hey, you should talk about this mobile game, you know, or like something just <laughs> like totally whack bat. And they're like, and we're yeah. going to give you a good price too. And it's like, no, dude, like, why would I do that? That makes no sense, you know? And <laughs> but it's like, if I you were hard tempted. up for cash and that was the only thing that made you money, then like that might be something you say yes to. Mm-hmm. I have been tempted to say yes to some of the really weird things. Not for the money reason though, just to be like, 
like it would be so funny to, to so I, I can read you when I had one I'm ready earlier today tell me and it's a <laughs> our new 2024 new solar powered flagpole light oh so it's a light which sits on top of your flagpole so it can illuminate your flag yeah you want to make I sure just, you keep your flag bright <laughs> yeah and I just see it would be so funny to just out the blue <laughs> Okay. Me how, trying to review this thing. This is related. How crazy are people from England about their flag? Like, oh, we we don't care. You don't care about your flag? Uh, I mean, we do, but no. But it's not we like don't. an honor thing. Like you take care of the flag. Uh, we're not like you guys do. Yeah. Like America guys... is obsessed with their flag, yeah. and I don't no. get it. It's so we have we well in England we kind of have two. You've got the Union Jack, mm-hmm. which is the main one. Then there's also the St George's Cross. So yeah, we. We kind of have two in england scotland wales you know if one has their own flag and we've got the union jack union jack is more so i think people are kind of fun of the union jack um the saint george's flag which is the white one with the red sort of cross on it unfortunately that kind of has negative connotations now some people love it some people it's it implies too, too much englishness mm-hmm. in the person that may not like people that aren't english sure let's say yeah so, we have a similar yeah. flag like that yeah but we're, <laughs> we're definitely not like you guys so i, I don't need a flag of illumination device well it's like it's important in america because like you're not supposed to have the flag up when the sun goes down oh really like, do you know that and so no. like that's it's like dishonoring the flag to do that and so that's i think one of the reasons why we have lights on our flagpoles is so you can get around that because you want the flag to be oh. lit up right that makes because i was looking at this device going why why in the world mm-hmm. would anyone need this it's for america that does make more sense yeah 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 <laughs> um on a similar note to, to, to that then one of the misconceptions we see a lot and i think this comes back to the likes of your ksis and your mr beasts youtubers are rich mm. we're all rich swimming in money crazy rich yeah yeah crazy rich no. i i pretty much guarantee <laughs> like 99 percent of youtubers are barely scraping by mm-hmm. like they're doing it because they like making videos yes even the full-time ones are, i reckon a lot of the time it's kind of a lot of them a lot of the filmmaker genre you know they'll they're filmmakers they'll go out and they'll yeah. that's their career that's where they make the money and then they do the youtube on the side and then eventually maybe it levels out or maybe the youtube starts to to earn more and that's i mean that's how most people do it i think that's how i did it it was on the sideline and then i was able to earn some money thanks to sponsors a lot of the time it was kind of my ad sense was doing okay and then i got a few sponsors that were like we'll pay you to do a video a month for the next 12 months i was mm-hmm. like okay i can i can actually quit my job now because yeah. i know i'm good for 12 months and if i need to go work in mcdonald's after that 12 months fine but i can try it for 12 months sure yeah so yeah we're not, we're not all rich unfortunately if you're if you're starting youtube to get rich that's not a good plan there's better faster ways to get rich i would say <laughs> yeah i mean buying a lottery ticket is probably a better option (laughs) well i don't know i mean you do have some control uh you know and if you're strategic and you you have a good business plan and stuff there's there, there's certainly, I wouldn't say it's up to chance. You can build something strategically, but mm-hmm. the thing is like the skills to do that have to be developed. And unless you have those skills or have gone through the ringer building those skills, uh, it's pretty tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that leads me to another one actually is it's okay to be bad. Ooh. I think the misconception is you have to be awesome straight out the gate. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, you have to be perfect and you have to be, A, you have to have a perfect setup. Like everything has to look amazing. Mm-hmm. And then B, you have 
have to be an expert on the thing you're talking about. Yes. And you have to be like a pre-made YouTuber and you don't just have to start and yeah. have, like you say, an idea of where you want it to go and be able to offer some sort of value. Yeah. And that's what you really need to get started. That's, I think that's the most important thing is like, can you give value to people who watch your videos in some way, whether it's being entertained, whether it is uh, education or whatever, um, can you do that? Because like the other stuff you can kind of um, work on as you go, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're not, if there isn't a compelling reason for somebody to actually watch your video, you're just not going to have people watch it, right? You'll understand pretty soon if you're just making videos and nobody's watching them, there's something that you're probably not hitting just right. And whether it's the mm -hmm. content or whether it's, you know, sharing it or naming it or the thumbnail or something like that, there's something that's a little off there, but you don't have to be perfect in order to get stuff working. It's like, you kind of just have to be decent at giving that value and figure out a way to kind of get it in front of people. And that's really all you need to get started. Yeah. And uh, people will watch a video that is kind of not great in terms of let's say the quality if it's got value in it mm -hmm. you know like if i'm trying to fix i don't know something trying to fix my oven i'll happily watch a guy just in his kitchen on his phone be like i broke my oven this is how i fixed it I'm like, american, bartender. american bartender <laughs> you broke your like, oven i broke my oven man where you um, want a beer <laughs> where you want a beer <laughs> Like you'll happily watch a muffled and then you go, you know, that's all you need. That's way more important than anything else. And then the other stuff is nice to have. You can polish it. Audio quality is better than video quality though. Absolutely. People watch a horrible video that sounds good over a pretty video that sounds horrible. Yeah. And I think that's another misconception is just the, the gear uh, for the YouTube channel, right? It's like, oh, I need to, you know, I, I've talked to people that have been like, yeah, I want to start a YouTube channel and I'm saving up for a good camera, you know, and I'm going to start it then. And I'm just like, just start. What's amazing about this is that you can shoot something on your phone that will get a million views. Mm -hmm. Do you understand that you have the tool in your pocket that can give you 1 million views? All you have to do is make the right content, <laughs> right? And it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be some perfect thing. If you start with that, guess what? If it's terrible in two months, you can delete that video. You can yeah. make it private. And actually that's one of the best things of when you start, because I've actually got some other channels, which I don't mention, and I just throw stuff up because it's fun. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice to know that no one's not that no one's going to watch it, but there's no pressure. Yeah. Like there's zero pressure. You throw it up and if it does well, it does well. And if it doesn't, go, oh, okay. Who cares? Who cares? Like there's, there's zero pressure related to it. And no one is stopping you from doing YouTube. No one's going to say like Mr. YouTube isn't going to be like, that video sucks. Yeah, that Never sucks that so again. bad. You're you can't get fired from YouTube, right? Like <laughs> unless yeah. you're just doing you're, stuff you shouldn't do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a terrible person. And yeah. You're putting the horrible things on the internet. But that's uh, that's. <laughs> pretty cool we, we have such a cool freedom now to be able to make content that we like and just see if other people like it one thing that i do every once in a while is i'll just make a new youtube channel and throw a couple of videos up that i like to make and see if anybody watches it you know mm -hmm. like name it decently and like optimize it for search and everything and just see if it has any traction most of the time it doesn't but sometimes it does and then kind of turns into a little side project and it's really fun that's the nice thing is like it's free to make a youtube channel free to make a google account free to make gmail you know you can make as many of those as you want <laughs> you probably already have the phone as mentioned you already have the tools to do it resolve is free yeah do the thing just do it <laughs> mm -hmm. on a similar note uh something i've experienced quite a lot actually it's like with resolve Khan, you know when we go to resolve Khan and this that and the other or when we go to conventions and it's not often i get recognized unless it's in like a very specific area like mm -hmm. a, this is for people that like davinci resolve people may know me but it never happens out on the street or anything like that 
that. But people have the assumption that I know everything. Oh, yeah. Or that I'm like this bona fide wizard for DaVinci Resolve. And I know the stuff. I know a decent amount of the stuff. But it's more the thing we do on YouTube isn't about knowing the stuff. It's being able to take the stuff and put it into a nice format for YouTube. That's more of the skill yeah. than knowing the stuff. It's like, I don't know how to necessarily word that. It's The skill is being able to, to take an intrinsically complicated thing and make it bite-sized and make it enjoyable. Yeah. The information that me and Casey have, hundreds of thousands of people have the same information. Mm -hmm. We've just somehow found a way to put it on the internet that people like. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I get questions every day that I have no idea the answer on. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like, how do I do this like crazy specific workflow and everything? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I know how to explain the basics really well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. A guy asked me to, to go out to LA and to, no, sorry, it was New York. Not that that's relevant. But he asked me to go somewhere. And <laughs> teach me how to use one of the big panels and figure out their workflow. And I was just like a deer in the headlights. I was like, no. No. Like, be better just going on the street and picking a randomer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no. Just find the nearest person and ask them. <laughs> yeah. Just download the PDF and say, explain this. And actually, I pointed them in the direction of Darren Mustard because I know that Darren Mustard, he does know that. So it's like, yeah. there you go. But we, we don't know everything. We know enough to do what we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's okay. That's, that's part of being a human and being genuine is just realizing like, I don't know everything and that's okay. Because I think that's, that is a misconception that I had about being a YouTuber for a long time is like, I need to have the answers to everything. I need to be able to do everything perfectly. And if I put something out into the world that isn't right, then I am leading people astray. You know, I'm, I'm like, it's kind of a big pressure thing. And I don't know, the older I get and the more experience I get with YouTube, the more I'm just like, it's really okay to not know stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's really okay to say you don't know and to put things out that are imperfect and to make mistakes and everything. Cause like nobody loves the person who's perfect, honestly. Like nobody's yeah. like just so excited to hang out with the person who's perfect. Yeah. It just know? makes you feel bad. Yeah. And it's like, it, it's <laughs> a lot better to hang out with somebody who cares a lot and is just flailing through life pretty good way. Like they're decently responsible. They're trying their best and they're a good person. You know, that's the kind of person you want to yeah. hang out with. Right. Totally. And it's like, I always find the person I like, I want to learn off is someone that's a month ahead of me. It's not someone that's been doing it for 30 years and he knows everything. Mm -hmm. You want the person that's just a bit further ahead because he can go, here's the mistakes I made. And you're like, <laughs> a month ago. Whereas, yeah, like this is fresh. I'm still sore because I made these terrible mistakes. Yeah. Someone that knows everything. Mm -hmm. It'd be like having a driving lesson from like a Formula One driver. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's it's not going to be helpful. He's going to tell you all this really complicated stuff you don't need to know. You just need to know the basics or you need to know the handful of things to get you onto the next step yeah i think the last misconception uh we'll we'll go over for today is uh that youtube is only for young people don't you yes. don't you think only for the kids only for the for the youth of today <laughs> i hate the youth of today i know uh, with Terrible. their pac-man video games and their <laughs> ice cream socials <laughs> <laughs> yeah not like us with their gramophones yes <laughs> i can't think of anything else old <laughs> what else have we got i don't know uh got my werther's Horses. original in my pocket Oh yes. Case. So, oh, I no, forget I, you guys have Werther's originals. It seems like a, an English thing, dude. Werther's originals are good. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. And so are cinnamon bears. Just saying. Oh, what? What? Cinnamon bears. What are they? Oh, uh, those are like they're like big gummy bears. They're like Swedish fish, but they're bears. You know what Swedish fish are? You're closer to no. Sweden than I am. I assume. I don't know how the world is. <laughs> I've googled it, and it's just coming up with pictures of actual bears. Oh, I don't, 
I think that's what you mean. Yeah, no, you're not <laughs> eating actual bears. It doesn't matter. It's it's these red bears that taste like cinnamon, and they're they're like um, uh, you know red hots or like um what are they called uh, hot tamales? Wow, just just like four in a row striking out. Do you know what cinnamon <laughs> is? <laughs> we do. We have cinnamon. Do you have cinnamon candy? <laughs> Not really, actually. Whoa. I don't think we have any cinnamon candy. It's generally red. I don't know. We have licorice, but that's not cinnamon. No. I mean, I guess it is sort of like licorice, but it's it's spicy like cinnamon. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? YouTube's <laughs> only for young people. Uh, it, here's young the thing. People, yes. there. I think there are quite a few young people on YouTube. I'd say, I'd say that's, that's reasonable, but like... That's fair. You don't have to start YouTube as a young person person start being a youtuber there are plenty of people who are starting as older more experienced friends and they're crushing it you know mm -hmm. and i mean even alex and i aren't young spring chickens necessarily i'm 36 no. years old so i'm coming up to 35 yeah so i mean we're not spry college kids or anything <laughs> no and I, the thing i tell people i've just opened it up so i can read these out to you so my my audience over uh, the past year uh 21 percent are 18 to 24 30 percent are between 25 and 34 and then 35 to 44 that's 20 percent 45 to 54 14 percent like it's only a small percentage of my audience are under 25 you know it's not just young people that are watching youtube and i think that's really interesting there is an audience out there for someone that's let's say 50 years old and they're just learning davinci resolve because your experiences are going to be slightly different if you're in different you know stages in your life and i think that's that's so cool yes that you can be like i'm a 55 year old minecraft youtuber yeah because they want to be just because you can and there's an audience that'll watch it like that's cool dude i love that yeah that's interesting because i think your audience might might be slightly older than my audience oh really okay my top one is like 25 to 34 uh yeah i've got 30 percent. well 29 percent, 30 percent. okay and then 35 to 44 is 19.6 for me oh 20.5 oh okay and then what about your 45 to 54 45 to 54 is 12.3 oh yeah 14 so i'm just slightly yeah. older than you so if you're a little more mature you know you're you're you want you, <laughs> you want things a little more serious <laughs> By 0.1%. Go to Alex's channel. <laughs> I'm the man. Because if you're a teenager and you like to goof off. Who laughs at wiener jokes, then that's <laughs> my channel. <laughs> Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that, we've never compared those before, so that's genuinely really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My audience is 91.6% male. Uh, oh, where's that one? 94.2. Uh, oh, all right. So I'm a little more popular with the ladies. Yeah. My channel is a sausage fest. <laughs> 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 like like 3% more popular with the ladies. That's what I want to put on my business card. Case Ferris. You need that on this. <laughs> I teach fusion. 3% more popular with the ladies. <laughs> that you need on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, it's true. But yeah, the takeaway from that, don't worry if you're not a teenager. Just do it anyway. And something that I think is interesting is, so when you talk about like creating or... or it's really, we need to do a whole episode on like deciding like a niche or like your audience, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's so important. But one thing that I think is interesting is you can take a subject and that can be your niche, but you can also like sub niche that down to a type of person, like a demographic, right? And mm -hmm. even an age within that, you know? And so yeah. it's like, if you're teaching, you know, how to cook, it can be, you know, you can be everybody how to cook, or it could be, I teach men how to cook. I teach old 
older, like retired guys who've never learned how to cook, how to cook, you know, mm. and that's a YouTube channel, like that kind of thing. That's the kind of thing that takes off because yeah. people can see that like, oh, this is for me, you know, and it's not going to be everybody, but that kind of person is going to love it. Yeah. And it's, I think people's mistake is they do the opposite and they go for the biggest possible audience. Mm -hmm. And then you just thrown in there and hoping that someone finds it. Whereas yeah, going for a niche is perfect. Go for the tiniest little thing where people, like you say, literally go, that's me. Yeah. That's exactly what I want. Like that's perfect. And I think going back to the other thing about not being perfect, using your cooking analogy, if you show yourself cooking and go, I'm going to show you how to make this thing. I only figured out how to make it yesterday. It might go wrong mm -hmm. kind of thing. And you're showing yourself figuring it out. That's even more relatable. Absolutely. Yeah. Than just being like, here's a souffle that I would give to the queen. It's perfect. Yes. So that's not relatable. I want to see, I just want to see how you made it. Oh boy. This makes me want to start a, uh, a cooking channel now. I love cooking things. So good. You'd make a great cooking channel. No, thanks buddy. You would. That's cool. Cinnamon bears. Cinnamon bears. <laughs> so that's enough of all that. How are you doing, Casey? How's things? How's life? Dude, um, this has been great. I am feeling a little under the weather right now, but oh. doing, doing pretty good. I'm feeling okay. My whole family's kind of like sick. And so we're like trying to see if like who kind of has COVID and who doesn't. And we're kind of like Ooh. trying to be careful. And so I'm locked in my office today. The guys don't want to see me, which is fine. They're all I don't want to see them either. That suits. Yeah, that's not fun. Well, um, best wishes to, to you and the family. I hope they're all good. Yeah, but um, things are going well. I, again, I mean, as usual, uh, a lot of things we're working on, but a lot of things that we're still keeping secret. So <laughs> world's greatest updates. So good. So Have good. You got more like weirdness coming out. Any more strange ideas? Well, after the last one, reveal? after the one that dropped uh, a little while ago, I don't know how we can top that. It, we keep we keep saying that we're going to that this is the dumbest thing we've ever made. And then like a few weeks later, we make something somehow dumber. At some point, you are going to reach the top of that dumb things mountain and you'll be like, this is it. I don't know. We've done the dumbest thing. We keep thinking we're going to hit it. And then we realize there's just another summit to summit. <laughs> another layer. <laughs> another unexplored venture <laughs> <laughs> there has to be a limit there has to be a point where you go we don't even talk about fusion this is just 10 minutes of us it's just being really <laughs> stupid it's just being yeah. really silly yeah. yeah i'm here for it though i think it's great <laughs> great <laughs> i'm glad we'll have one viewer at least <laughs> there's just been me left <laughs> yeah how about you how are, how are things in, in your world yeah good um i've been making obviously the videos i've been experimenting with some other stuff built up a bit of a camera rig so i can go and film some other things i've been annoying some people that I know being like I want to come and make a short film with you Ooh. just because because I want to do more of that I want to go out and do more I love this what I do and everything but I'd like to just be a bit more creative do some stuff I made a little short film about what I've been doing recently and I put that up on the channel never going to do particularly well because mm -hmm. it's not a tutorial but it, we had a conversation in a previous podcast about sometimes you just need to put something up that you wanted to make mm -hmm. and you're kind of proud that you did yeah so I want to do more of that I've got a friend of mine who owns like an old bmw and i'm like let's set a weekend aside and we'll do a five minute short film about you and your car because i think that'd be cool um dude i've got a friend who is a guitarist and he actually has a youtube channel so shout out to richard watson guitarist really good guitarist as well and i was like let's do the same thing i'm going to follow you around and be weird and record 
George and we'll see if we can make something of it or we'll try and tell a story and do a little documentary or something. Wow. So uh, yeah, I want to do more of that. I would be really interested in like a behind the scenes of how you did that, you know, and, and your your process and all of that. I think that'd be super interesting. Cool. I'm, I'm ex- I feel more excited about that than, I've, than I have been on the channel for a while of going out and filming stuff. Yeah. Not everyone's going to love it on the channel, but I don't care. I want to go out and, and do it. So I'm going to go do it. <laughs> yeah, man. So cool. Well, I love that, yeah. man. I, a- any way I can help or encourage that, let me know because that's uh that's super fun yeah i might send you some like terrible edits and be like is this terrible <laughs> <laughs> and then get you get your opinion on some things i haven't seen you make many terrible things man so i think it's going to be all right yeah they're all in the bin they just never see the light of day <laughs> <laughs> but other than that yeah i'm all good thank you everything is dandy in the world of mr alex tech Mm. Well, that's wonderful. Talking of things that are dandy, is dandy a word over there? Yeah, dandy. That's definitely a word. Oh, okay. That's actually a, that's a Yankee word, a Yankee doodle word. Oh, actually so say he out. was quite dandy. Quite dandy. A dandy gentleman. A <laughs> dandy gentleman, then. <laughs> oh, well, a- very good, then. <laughs> I'll behave you. <laughs> we almost made it through without making fun of english people almost never never so the dandy creator of the week this week this is the new it's name the dandy creator of the week <laughs> is drumroll team two films oh my that's gosh team two. two films i freaking love those guys smashing it they really are so that's uh natalie and leon and they are davinci resolve wizards and they've been killing it they've just been making some really great youtube videos they did one recently which is a vfx masterclass. Mm-hmm. it's like 30 minutes of so good good info so i watched the whole thing and was just glued to the screen the whole time so cool yeah they're really good and the the videos are super polished and they really know what they're doing and i've met both of them in the past and they're lovely people too which is always a benefit yep i yeah. got the the pleasure to hang out with them for a couple hours actually a little while ago and they were just delightful just as delightful as you'd think they would be you know what they were they were dandy they were dandy that's right the dandy creator of the week <laughs> resolve creators podcast bringing you live the dandy creator of the week dandy. <laughs> it's just gonna be Everything's that now standard. from now on it really is like why do they call it that that's weird it's like i don't know why is that yeah. anything let's just not explain it ever again there we go <laughs> and this has been the dandy creator of the week <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so before we wrap things up, we do have a couple of viewer questions. Ooh, that means we have viewers. I know. This is wonderful. <laughs> There's two of them. Yay. <laughs> One of them is Daniel. I'm going to pronounce this very wrong, so I apologize. Daniel Bruckler. Bruckler? That's how I would do it. Bruckler, maybe. Daniel. <laughs> That's not right. how you Daniel. say it. You should have picked a different name. Yes. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> And it's a very topical question. He actually emailed in and he gave me some other ideas for some for some topics to discuss. So firstly, thank you ever so much okay, for that. Hey, thanks, Daniel. And the first question he's got, well, the only question for this one, very topical to what we're talking about. And he says, basically, to summarize, when you're creating your YouTube channels, is there a gadget or a tool or a piece of hardware, either one or many, that you couldn't live without? Mm. They're just super handy. Maybe they save you time or you just really like using them. Anything in particular? Wow, man, that's such a good question because especially when you're starting out with youtube it's like what do i get what are the bare essentials what are, what are the minimum things um mm-hmm. for me i always say you have to have a good mic like yeah. 
you cannot make stuff with a bad mic. Like nobody's going to watch it, listen to it, care about it. There has to be a decent microphone. The great thing is that you can get like a pretty good USB mic for not very much these days, like under a hundred dollars, you can get something that will sound pretty good. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe not the best studio quality thing ever, but like won't be offensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm using an an Elgato Wave and I think it's only a hundred and hundred pounds. It's like a not as an expensive thing. Mm -hmm. It's a USB. I haven't got a fancy audio interface and it works like it's great it does the job it's reliable no one's ever massively complained about my audio in my videos so sounds perfect. good to me so yeah I would yeah. that would be the very first thing like if if you don't have anything else save up for a USB mic because worst mm-hmm. case you can you know use b-roll and put your voice on it or something agreed what about you yeah um as a more specialist one i totally agree with that audio especially if you're doing tutorials or gaming and voiceovers mic is the winner another thing i've got which is actually starting to fail on me annoyingly is a capture card Mm. so i run my camera through a capture card which just means i can record my entire videos in obs yep so i can have a single recording i can just swap between my screen recording and my face and it just makes the whole process way easier i don't need to sync anything mm-hmm. um it, it just means that when i come to record a video it's it's as easy as possible which just means i'm more likely to actually get it done that's exactly how i do it too it's set up just like a live stream would be you know it's it's synced up with my cameras going through a, a capture card as well hdmi capture card and you can get them cheap now i mean they're mm-hmm. they're pretty cool like black magic has one for it's like 120 dollars or something and it's really nice it's what i'm using right now yeah. and works with obs and man it's just fantastic fantastic yeah and maybe you lose a slight bit of quality but to the point where no one's going to notice nobody no nobody knows care. or care no yep, same thing let's say all of our videos both mine and cases is recorded that way and if you enjoy ours and you haven't complained about the quality winner there you go yeah there you go and we have one more question which isn't related it's a slightly more davinci resolve focused it's from randall mcdonald 4851 thanks specific. randall mcdonald 4851 mm. why use or what use is having multiple timelines very open question mm-hmm. <laughs> But generally speaking, like, what's the use? Do you use multiple timelines ever, Mr. Cases? I mean, it depends on your workflow, right? I mean, you can use multiple timelines if you just have separate versions of your video, or if you have a series with multiple different episodes. When we're recording a video training, like a a video course, we have a timeline for each video module in the course. So that's one reason why you would use that. Another one might be if you want to lay out like your synced audio and video or um, just your unedited stuff and just kind of string it out into one timeline. You could do that and then copy and paste them into other timelines. I've used multiple timelines to make different versions of the same show, right? And so you have one that's maybe for social media that's formatted a little differently, one that's for YouTube, you know, one that's higher res or something. You can also make it for uh, just having different versions, like different iterations of it, right? So you can have your rough cut and then you duplicate that timeline and you make a fine cut, you duplicate that timeline and that's the one that you do your color on. And then you have kind of backups that you can go back to. I mean, mm-hmm. so I don't know. There's a lot of reasons to do multiple timelines. What else do you think they're, Alex? I mean, the other <laughs> option, have you ever put a timeline on a timeline? I've done a bit of timeline inception. Well, I heard that you like timelines. So I put a timeline in your timeline. Timeline, timeline. Yeah. Yes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I do like timelines. 
Because you can put a timeline on the timeline. So if you've got like a section, uh, I don't know, let's say you've done a really fancy intro and I don't know, you've done B-roll and it all looks jazzy. You can do that on one timeline and then actually put that timeline on the other timeline so it doesn't ever get messed up. Oh, you sure. Can treat it like one thing. It's very similar essentially to doing to compound. Yeah, to compound, compound clip basically. But you can have it entirely in its own timeline if you want to. So then you can move that around and, and do some stuff with it. But yeah, I mean, I think you covered pretty much anything anything else other than that one. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great tip though because um so something we would do when we were making the tv show is we'd have uh seven different acts in the show and so it's basically the parts between the commercial breaks right or are, are called mm-hmm. the acts in the show and so each act would be a timeline and it would have you know the intro and the outro and everything and so it was all, almost like its own little video and we would throw those all into one big timeline to render and they would just be mm-hmm. butted up against each other with you know like 10 seconds of black or something in between them and they would just be nested timelines in that one big master timeline and so that's a great that way to, sense. to do it too yeah so there you go hopefully that answers the question yeah benefits of using multiple timelines so good so good mm-hmm. so there you go viewers questions don't forget to email in if you've got anything or drop us a comment on either two of our videos channels youtube who am i uh, <laughs> i don't know write it on a brick right. throw it near us <laughs> throw it to us it's a yeah whatever you want to do podcast at mrAlextech.com is where to email yeah. those questions email them over and we shall do our best Do you have uh, any other announcements or updates for the lovely people at home? Oh, man. We're just so thankful for you guys. Um, Thank you to everyone who's rated the podcast. Uh, I see there's quite a bit of ratings, actually, on the podcast on Spotify. And so if you haven't rated the podcast five stars or less, then why don't you do that? That would be be super. Then we can can know stuff. We also, I don't know if you know, we have uh, questions available on Spotify. And so if you're listening on Spotify, there's like Q&A and stuff, and you can ask questions right on. On there and you can yeah. respond to things that we're putting on there and stuff so that's kind of a fun little interactive do that on spotify interactive thing mm-hmm. yeah so. do that let us know your questions your feedback anything you like and we should do our best well hey thank you guys for listening you're wonderful and and we just we just think you're the bee's knees as they say we do the bee's knees you're all very very dandy dandy thank you so much for listening <laughs> solid Sweet. wrap up solid yep we